Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away we are back for another episode of circle unbroken and we want to reach out to everybody who might be listening to us in what i like to call radio land or, or those of you that are finding us on podcast and we want to tell you a that we're glad that you're here and b we want to encourage you because on Circle Unbroken, we want to make sure that there is a spot in your life where you're feeling empty, you're feeling broken, or you're feeling like, you know what, there's something missing. We want to encourage you to hang on with us today because we want to bring you something rich. And on that note, I would like to welcome in Coach Mike. How are you, sir? You said rich yes. and, and me in the same sentence? <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> that is right. If we do that, what we can do is we can beat the algorithm, right? Okay, yeah. But you haven't seen my bank account, have you? <laughs> <laughs> same here. But we're making such a banger here that but before you know it, we're going to be taking these huge vacations. Yeah, there we go. We're going to be on a remote. I, I talked to somebody recently from the music industry, and they were telling me that they told them in making a record that they had to use the marketing budget or they would lose it. And so they needed to record these things and do it. And so they got together and they realized that they had like a hundred, this is crazy. They had 124 K left that they needed to use to record this album of everything that they had done. And I said, well, how did you blow 124 K on this? And they said, we decided that everything would sound better if we recorded from the Bahamas. (laughs) <laughs> and so they all went down to the Bahamas so that they could use that 124K to do it. I don't know how many people were encompassed in 124, but coach, we may be on to something. Yeah. This this show might sound better from the Bahamas. Can we can we get Felk to put us I in a budget of use it or lose it and I, then yes. give us give us that kind of of a cushion. And just watch and, the ratings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> see see what happens here. And and that was the last day that Taft worked for Kennedy Broadcasting. <laughs> We've also got our uh special guest here today. Um it's a guy that I could honestly spend a few episodes describing uh, from life, from education, from experience, from coaching. But you know I like to give those long, lengthy intros, Coach. And what I'm going to do is just cut to the chase and say I'd like to welcome in my friend Cameron Clark. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for having me, Taft. How are you feeling today? I feel wonderful. Okay. Glad to be here. I like that. I like wonderful. Coach's go-to word is fantastic. And so we've got fantastic, wonderful, and me. All right, so it's a it is a good good day. Um, one thing I want to do for the audience is if they're a first time listener or if they're somebody that's been with us for a minute, I'm either going to give an intro or a review. But Circle Unbroken comes from this concept of in life you want to feel complete, you want to feel like you, you're holistic, like you're healthy, and you've got this circle that, that is intact. And on our logo, we've got this strong, like fiery looking circle. And then in between it, in the middle of that circle, we have the words faith, business, and community. And it's the idea that when you are focusing on faith, the starting point of the circle, 
then you come around and you do your business, you know, in the marketplace. You have your mission in the marketplace. And then as you do those things with faith intact, handling your business, then you can be an active contributor or care a lot about your community. And so those three things, when they are held together, make you feel like your circle is tight. Like it is it's secure. And there are times in life, like we've mentioned recently with the shooting, um, we've mentioned with businesses that maybe say they have core values but really don't, mm-hmm. churches that claim to be on mission but they're not. You know, that's when you feel like, okay, my circle's breaking or I don't feel complete in my yeah. life. I'm kind of curious as to why you haven't uh, chased the idea of your circle being on. Uh, supported by a three le- like a three-legged stool. Oh, I like that. A three-legged stool, you know, is very stable. Right. Until one of the legs isn't level. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Or isn't there. Right. And so if any one of those three legs of your circle are out of balance, the whole thing is out of balance. We need and, to uh, we need to balance. I like that. We need to approach uh the people that handle the Johnny Cash catalog and see if maybe they could change the song uh, and, and talk maybe something about the stool. I don't know. No, no, no. I, I just, what I did in my sophomoric fashion was just took away from your great illustration because that, that, that is a good point. Cameron, I've got you on the show today um, because you and I, as we mentioned earlier, will probably automatically hit faith, business, and community just in our conversations. Sure. But one of the things that I'm really thinking about currently is there are so many men that are walking around almost in an aimless fashion because they're missing something. Oh, yeah. And it is my firm belief that men are missing brotherhood. For sure. Yeah. They're they're missing that by, by concept. They don't even know what it is. And so for a second, and we're going to get into who you are and all those things, but I would love uh, for you to try to answer this question. Uh, why is that the case? Like, why do we have men that don't, you know what I'm saying? What, what, what do you think? What have you seen? Uh, what I've experienced is that this time of our life, we're in our 40s. Yes. Um, but maybe for the last decade or so, the 30s to maybe the 50s is a man's most lonely time of life mm. because he's supposed to be a rock. Uh, for his spouse, for his significant other, for his children, uh, for whatever cog he is in the machine of his business, whether he owns it or he's working with sure. it, it leads to this this quiet desperation where he's supposed to handle all these things, whether he's sick or he's not feeling good or he's depressed. He's got to show up every day and do an output. He's got to do something that goes out into the world and brings something to the table. He's not allowed to – and he's not encouraged in any way – by men, by his spouse typically, and then by the social construct that we all live in, whether it's a church or whether it's our, our business, to just be there mm-hmm. and and see what happens next. It's always got to be, what did you produce today? And so when you're supposed to be producing and you're pouring out of an empty cup, that leads to loneliness, depression, isolation, and it becomes a cycle that people just learn to put up with over time. Do you think that men – who are, who are in that space when they're supposed to be a rock, when they're supposed to be a producer, but the reality of it is that men are, are lonely or, or broken. Do, are, are we just faking it? Like, are, are we, as men, are we out here acting like, you know, everything's fine, everything's good, and on the inside, you know, we're, we're withering away? Because mm-hmm. you look around and you see people that pretend or act to have it all together, 
you know. Uh, but I feel like maybe there's some men out there that don't have somebody that they can hit up and say, I mean, somebody meaning a brother, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be a biological brother at all, but somebody that they can hit up and say, man, I am struggling, I am hurting, I am, I am down, I am not a rock right. today. Why do, you, why, do you think, why do you think we isolate? I mean, what's the reason? Um, I don't know what you've experienced. You've got a totally different life circumstance sure. than I've dealt with. Um, you've got Malia Jean, and I, I've, I've had uh, the opposite of Malia Jean in my life in that role. And for me, the only thing I can speak to personally is sure. what I went through is that uh, the moment I did articulate I'm not okay, hmm. there was a loss of respect. There was a loss of trust um, from my significant other, and there was a punishment. Mm. Um, so if you don't know who that is that you're calling, right, it, you're going to be in trouble very fast. It's going to be you're drowning, and then you're supposed to just deal with it. Uh. Um, so when I went through that and I articulated that was, well, get your stuff together. Right. You know, and so I, but if you don't know who you're calling, if you don't know who in your phone, and I know this for a fact, a guy named Terry Smith who runs uh, Coaching Life Matters out in Nashville is a mentor of mine. He says that most people, and some of the research that he's been a part of, most people don't have one person that they know that they can call when times are tough. They don't know. They don't know when they scroll through their phone. They may have 500 names in their phone, right. but they don't know who their go-to is when it when it's, hits the fan. Right. And so now you've got all these contacts. Mm-hmm. You know, the, so the person listening right now, think about your phone, okay? Think about all the people that are in it. And it hits the fan, whether or not it's emotional, whether or not it's physical, whatever way that you are here and you're up against it, and you got to call somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you don't know? You got to call. <laughs> no, you got to you got to call somebody. I can't help myself. And when it's time to make that call, you don't even know if you got somebody. Yeah. Then, then that means that you have a phone full of acquaintances. Mm-hmm. I mean, that. Gracious, that those are time wasters. Sure, if if that's the case, Man, is there? Do you think? And we're spitballing here. Do you, is there a litmus test? Is there? Is there? If you don't know who it is that you're supposed to call, and you don't know if you have anybody, how do you guys think that we establish who our person is? How, what are the What are the marks of brotherhood? Mm. I mean. I, I'm asking this like into the abyss. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no. So one of them is is that I know the definition of a friend for sure is somebody who is just happy when you show up with no agenda for your improvement, right? With no agenda for what they can get mm. from you, mm. and and no agenda what they can sell you, anything like that. They're just happy when you show up. Um, that would be the first hallmark that I would okay. look to. The second one would be um, if you don't know who that is, man, send some send some testers out. Send, oh, wow. that, send that text message out that says, hey, man, you want to meet for lunch today? I'm kind of struggling like you used to talk. You have time after work today. Let's go get, grab a drink or a coffee and see who re- see who responds. Right. Might be. That may be a way. Now, i got to confess here, okay? Uh, on, in the Facebook world, mm-hmm. there are certain things that people post on Facebook that I don't like. And there are certain things people post on Facebook that you don't like. Like there, People will say things and do things sometimes where I'll look at it and be like, oh, man, we are not the same. Right. And there is a <laughs> there is a convention 
that a lot of people go to. It's a religious convention, always happens on Easter weekend. And they, these kids, they, they perform, no other way to describe it. Uh, these kids perform and they get trophies. And over the years, I have looked at that convention with some very dear friends. Uh, who go to it and are a part of it, and it does a lot of good. Uh, but I have looked at it over the years, and I've started doing this thing on the weekend of that convention. What I'll do is there's a Facebook unfollow button, and on the unfollow button, <laughs> you, stay, you stay friends with them, right. but you don't have to see the things. And so I just as, – as people were posting their trophies, and I'm sure I've been unfollowed a lot by people, but as people would post their, their trophies and their stuff of this, I would see each year how many people I was going to unfollow or snooze <laughs> or hibernate. And, and one year it was 71. One year it was 100 and something. Because here's what I realized at that. Hey, take your kids to those things. That's fine. That That's good. Uh I've done it politically. If somebody says too many things that are one direction or another that I don't like, I'll unfollow them because it's not that I don't want to stay friends. It's that your content isn't beneficial to, to my scrolling, right? right? Like when I am looking, I'll think, you know what? I don't, I don't care to see that. And it's almost this deal of how many people fall into that category. Right. Well, on this, and that's funny because I'm still friends with the people, still care about them. I probably just don't know what their kids have won or how much they hate the current legislature, <laughs> right? But on the other side of it, we're being serious here to say, test it, test it socially. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Struggling, hurting, can you go? And you might not like the results. Yeah. So to, to our men out there, and now if you're ladies listening to this today, this is a session about brotherhood. Now, you don't want to turn this off if you're a female because you probably have a man in your life romantically or through your family, through your church, socially, whatever. There's probably a man in your life who's struggling, mm-hmm. and there's probably a man in your life who is pretending. And if you think he's acting funny or he feels like he's had his legs cut out from underneath him, he probably wonders, who can I turn to? Who can I trust? For sure. And so you got these dudes with an opportunity to go through their phones and to say, hey, I need to meet. I'd love, I'd love to talk and I'd love to meet. What, what happens uh, if they come up with nothing? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it takes a vulnerable process. To sure. Do, and that's what men are taught not to do. Right. Right. Um, so we've known each other now, been friends for 31 years. Right. Um, right. And not all of that was vulnerable times when we were growing up. Sure. And so it's the question mark about vulnerability becomes how brave can you be in that moment when you're afraid of what the answer is going to be? Mm. Um, because uh, I'll give you an example. And uh, the people I knew that served in the military will say things like when something doesn't quite go their way, they'll call it full benefit. Okay. Okay. Um Car breaks down, middle of an active mission, full benefit. We got to run it for another two miles that we didn't plan on. We're going to be in open field for another 15 minutes. We're going to have to change to location B. Mm. Full benefit. Right. Because it's going to be harder. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to suck really bad. Right. Right. But full benefit because you're learning one, one of a couple of things. First of all, who's with you? Two, what your limitations are. And then three, what you can do better. And so if you're gonna if you're gonna have to be brave enough, look at that and change the idea to full benefit, which is a mind shift. So if you've ever been around them, uh, a couple of them in tandem, which I've been fortunate enough to do, they'll say full benefit, and the, the other person will say full benefit right back to them. Oh, I like that. Okay, which means this sucks, but let's change our mindset to it's time to get after it. It's time to find out who's with us. It's time to find out where the rubber meets the road. Who's who's on our side? Mm. And that's what you're gonna have to do as a man in this. You got to be a full benefit. 
mindset. Right. If they say I don't have time, don't have the the opportunity. Hey, man, I've got my kids today. If they don't, if they say anything other than I would love to, but how about tomorrow? Like that's how it looks. Sure. The person reciprocating. So it's not just if they can't go because people have their schedule, but if they say, you know, man, I wish I could, but I can't, and that's the end of the conversation. Full benefit. Right. Oh, oh man, that that's strong. Uh, that's a strong tag there, man. Uh, coach, you you hear this and. You, you've probably got guys in your life that have, that have been around and you probably have others in your life where you look and say, all right, that guy, that guy was a pretender, you know, not. Oh yeah. You know, again, in the coaching profession, you run into that a lot sure, and, and stuff, but it's, uh, I think what he's, you know, in another set of words is that your, your, your friendships. And this is one reason why they're so strong in the military are forged in adversity. Mm. And, you know, when, uh, you know, the, to, to rephrase something he said before, your friend, you know, the one who's really your friend is the one who knows all about you and likes you anyway. Right, right. You know, likes to see you coming anyway. Sure. And, and so uh, why? Because there's been adversity. There's been trouble that they have stuck with you and they haven't abandoned ship. And, and it's like you said, the, the little test text or the little mm-hmm. test message out there is, okay, I got some trouble here. Who's who's going to be there? Right. Who's going to have my back? You know, like you said, you know, the military full benefit. Who who can we count on? Right. Uh, and and when those guys go through, when they talk about who they can count on, they're you know they're talking life and death counting on. Okay, so when they come back out of that, that bond is stronger because of the adversity they had to face together, and they had to depend on each other. They couldn't do it by themselves. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so. Um, you know, in a sense, maybe not the extreme life and death issues, but at the same time, you know, for me as a coach, um, you know, when, when that year wasn't going so well, you know, I'm sitting here at 0-7, I've got three more games to go, and I know I'm out of it for the year, but i still got three games to go, and i got to get these guys ready to go. Who on my staff is there right. to help me pick up the kids, help me – pick up me sure you know uh you know we got to pick up each other because you know we're not having fun you know we're not having fun at all right now Mm. right now right i like the right now when 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 things do get better we'll look back at this and say yeah those were (laughs) those were some tough days but we made it through Mm -hmm. we have we have lots of friends when we're winning Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I mean, everybody wants a piece, mm-hmm. and everybody wants to wants to chat it up and wants wants more of you. Mm-hmm. But like you said, zero and seven uh, can be on the coaching field. It can be in life. It can it can be in business, which we're going to get into on our next break uh, after the break. But what happens for us is who's got me when everything's and to how be. hard are they going to work? How hard are they going to be with you? Uh, how strongly? Uh, hard. How strongly are they going to be with you when you know you can't win the ultimate prize? Sure. But you can build for the next one. Right. Yeah. This one you might know. be a wash, uh, yeah. but yeah, this, down the this, road. This was, uh, one of the, my favorite books to teach in uh, high school was To Kill a Mockingbird. And one of the things that he established was he had to go into this trial knowing Right. He went in the trial knowing he wasn't going to win. There wasn't anything he could do, but he had to give it his best shot because he had to build the foundation for the next level, his appeal. 
Right. Yes. If he didn't yeah. give it his best shot here, he has no leg for an appeal for the next shot. Right. And so he had to get, you know, he said, even when you know you're not going to win, you got to give it your best shot. And he had, there were several other uh, examples of that. The lady that died of cancer who, who, who went off morphine, you know, she went right. through all the withdrawal and all that stuff. Why? Because she wanted to be in control. Sure. Well, coming back after the break, we're going to look at the idea of strategy for the long haul and how it's better, it's more efficient to be strategic with brothers Mm -hmm. than it is by yourself. We'll be back on Circle Unbroken. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. 
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back. This is Taft Ayers, your host of Circle Unbroken. I am flanked on my left by producer, guru, head man in charge. I'll stop. Coach Mike, welcome back, sir. <laughs> man, you, you keep you keep loading that on my shoulders, and, and so one, of these, one of the days my my knee's gonna buckle. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I just like to build the moniker and the reputation for I, all. I appreciate the pat on the back, right. but uh, be careful; it's not a slap. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, and then I have uh, here also at the table with us a uh, special guest. Friend for life, uh, I, I would tell you he is one of the most, if not the most, um, loyal people that I know. Welcome in, Cameron Clark, sir. Thank you. I, I love what you said, just to catch everybody up. We're talking about brotherhood and how it matters to make sure that your circle uh, remains unbroken in life and how it strengthens those bonds that we have. And one of the things that Cameron brought to us in the first session was the idea of, you know what, you, you it's okay and it's necessary to cry out. But when you cry out, and, and folks, when you hear cry out, what I, what I want you to hear is not, well, but what I want you to hear is, hey, um, I need X, or uh, there is a spot in my life of deficiency or improvement or tinkering. Like there's something that I need, but we've got to evaluate who it is that we cry out to because we can get burned. Um, we can get burned where somebody can say, hey, pack up. Or during the break, Coach, we were talking about the concept of telling somebody, hey, I've done everything that it is that I think that I can do. And somebody says, okay, well, we're moving on. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. I was saying that I need somebody to assist. I need another set of eyes. I need some help here. And I mentioned guys I know that work with churches and they've told their shepherds or people in their upline before. And they've looked at them and said, Hey, I'm, I'm burned out. And, or my cup is, is running dry and empty. And one leader told the guy, well, you need to find a way to fill it up. And he's like, I thought I was coming to a source here where you could, where you could help me. And, and so I want to address this, Cameron. I want you to really speak into this next piece here. We've got, hey, cry out, you know, do it. Yeah, ask somebody this. But also I want to talk about the definition of this because one of the ways that I think brotherhood is under attack and one of the ways that I think we fail when it comes to actually having brothers in arms who are really going to help us get through life is I think we mistake crying out for giving up oh yeah yeah let's let's talk into that for a minute that's not the case no not at all uh the only thing that you can do when you reach that point where you feel like you're running on fumes is if when you're saying hey i am i am tapped out i don't have an idea i don't have like i'm i am bereft of inspiration right now um is not to go to somebody else who's going to kick you while you're down or look at it as a zero-sum game and that that's the biggest problem that we look at is that dudes are are sort of naturally competitive, and that's bred into us sure. from a young age, is that the more you win, the less I win. And that's not what life is at all. Everything is enriched when you have other people that you're doing it with, 
we're all incredibly social creatures. Right. And and that that's described at the very beginning of Genesis and then everything else that's talked about through the Old Testament, New Testament, if you're a Bible believing person, is telling you that your people around you are incredibly important to you. And if they're not giving you something, uh as and you're not reciprocating that and giving back, then it it's all pretend. Mm. It, it's it's a bunch of nothingness. So if if you're gonna be looking at someone um, and saying, hey, I need some help here right now. It, it can be as simple as let's let's go to work together. Let's spend some time together to get this done. Right, right. I, I, I couldn't agree with that more because if you find yourself saying, I need help, and if you find yourself saying, I need help in such, such and such part of my life where there's this piece that's missing, you want people that will roll with you. Yeah. They won't just say, Hey, it's going to be okay from afar. Right. But where are we going or what do we need to do? And then, yeah, and then the other thing, so what you need to do is the next step is are you just going to be, and I don't mean this to be in any way uh, misogynistic, is that, you know, we're, we're built differently as dudes by and large. Um, women want to talk about Late the breaking issue. news. Right. Late yeah, breaking no, news. I, well, I'm just making sure we don't get you canceled. Right. You Thank know? you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, we don't want to just talk about it. We want to plan. Mm. You know, if we're just going to talk about how bad this sucks and the, you want your friend to sit there and go, yeah, you know, you're right. That's not really how, how guys operate. They've got this problem. They want to identify the problem. They want to build a strategy on how to move forward and see what the new ideas are. And those little things Forge a brotherhood. Mm. They're the beginnings of. If you don't have one, that's the beginnings of it. Right. But then it's about what you're going to do to pour into yourself, and what are you going to do to raise your output and what you're giving to other people? Because I believe that whatever it is that you put out into life will return to you when the chips are down. Sure. Sure. And that- so sometimes it's a hard inventory moment. If you cry out and nobody's there for you, you may have to look at yourself and go, "Who have I been there for?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, right. That there's that that's that's your chance to look at that and say, maybe I should have answered that phone call or that text, and be a little more intentional with some other people in my life. And this is a reflection of who I have poured into, which is no one. I had, I had a guy. I was telling him that same idea, and he said, "Well, man," and this is years ago. But he goes, "Man, I'm a Bible believer, to use your term earlier, and I don't, I don't believe in all that karma stuff." And I said, "Okay, you ever thrown a boomerang?" <laughs> I mean, it, it's going to come back uh, in theory, but also you, you say you're Bible believing. Okay. Uh, Paul talks about reaping what we sow. Yeah. And the things that you put out there it, with people, man, it, it's, it's real life. I try to teach my kids that it's real life. Yeah. It's a human truth. It's, there's right. no more of an opinion on it than water boils at 212 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> it's like if your opinion is no, I think it boils at 205, you're going to be disappointed. Right. And, right. uh, yeah, they're, they're, and there's also that idea that, and, and it's along the same same point. You know, where uh, there's that passage where he talks about God returning to you abundantly yeah. and overflowing and stuff like that. A lot of people, you know, they talk about the receiving part of that. What they forget is that to start that process, you got to give. Sure, sure. You know, um, you know the, the, the quote unquote the golden rule. Mm-hmm. You know. Do unto others as you would do to yourself, or love each other as you would love yourself. Well, first thing you got to do is, right? You got to be, you know, you got to be on yourself here. You know, think that much about yourself, but think enough that hey, I want to be there for somebody, right? Right, and, and you know, then you know, if if I want that support, I've got to be able to give that support, right? And be well, yeah, yeah. 
able, yes, ready to give that support. That's that's more more importantly, you're you're able. Mm-hmm. But you got to you you got to be able to step out there and do it. And uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's a little it's a it's a little scary to uh, jump in and support somebody else's sinking ship. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> You don't want to get caught up in it. At the same time, you may be the thing. You may be the plug that saves that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, and, some and, of the best people will say to you, not like when you cry out or not when you're having a problem. Not what are you gonna do? Oh man, I'm here for you. But they say, what are we gonna do yeah. mm-hmm. uh, for 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 that ship? What what are we gonna do in the situation? Or I love it when. I've got an issue and I come to Cameron and Cameron will say, what's our next move? And it's not, it's not what's your next move. It's what's ours because it's that idea of us. being in yeah. it. You know, that's, that's brotherhood. You, okay, Cameron, as a business owner, mm-hmm. um, you, you hire and fire people. Um, you add people to your team. You recruit people. And then when you interface with the public, uh, Cameron owns uh, Expedite Process and Courier Services. And so you will, you will talk with people. You'll, you'll say, this is a good team member. This is not internally. And then externally, you'll deal with people, different customers, clients, uh, people that need your services on different aspects based on the personality type. Like you're going to talk to one person a certain way, another one another, not because you're fake, but because, hey, this is how this person likes to be communicated with. Right. This is how this person likes to be motivated. And so I know you've got that hat from the business side. And I know both of you guys have it from coaching. Like when the athletes that you've had that come to your teams, I got to do something different for Johnny than I do Billy, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Me sitting on this side of the table – Thinking, I mean, doing a whole hour here on brotherhood because it matters. I have three sons, and I've got a daughter as well. And the other day, my wife went somewhere with the daughter, and it was Taft and three knuckleheads. And I look something as simple as where do you want to eat, where do you want to watch, um, has three different man opinions, three, three different ways that they they speak and they communicate. But the concept of brotherhood with the three of them. All three of them have a different want and need mm-hmm. from friendships. And here's what I mean. I'm going to give you each three, and I want you to talk about this, okay? My oldest, his personality is very transactional. So his fits into what have we done, what have you done, what have I done, and it's very black and white. It's almost transaction-based. Mm-hmm. Now, transactions are his intimacy. So he's not just a robot. Right. But he's very in, out, score, we won, like, like right there. My middle son, he is very, I don't care if the world is burning. I don't care what is happening. We now have a project. We have something to fix together. And so, so Coleman, his mentality is we're getting our fingers dirty together. His is not score-based. Okay. His, like my oldest, his is not transaction. His is task like like task. Well, let's get our hands on this task. My youngest probably has the personality that's the most like me. And his is it's a party. Like we're about to we're about to do some stuff. Like like we're together, but it doesn't have to be a task. It doesn't have to be a score, you know. Mm-hmm. So you've got the social, um you've got the occupational almost in my in my middle son here of let's let's make sure that we we have a task to work on and then my oldest you almost have an accountant mentality of 
checks and balances. I think brotherhood can be found in all three personalities. Oh, for sure. And so let's just walk through those, and you pick where we want to start. All, all right? right. Let's start with, start with Wyatt. Okay. Let's start with Wyatt, my oldest. His is very deposit and withdrawal based. Mm-hmm. Okay. How can he find brotherhood that's real and lasting with that mentality? So he, he needs accountability. Okay. That's what okay. he's looking for. So if you probably were to look for a common thread amongst his best friends, okay. is that there's people that speak to him on that level, that they are going to speak to Wyatt in a way that, you know, if they're just going somewhere for lunch, sure. per se, they're going to give Wyatt a plan. You yeah, know, yeah. Hey, hey, this is how we're going to go do this. We're going to go at, we're gonna go at 1 o'clock. Uh, we're going to go Chick-fil-A. Uh, and don't you love to get the lemonade at Chick-fil-A, and don't you get the spicy chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A? And that way, he sees a full plan unfolding, and he knows what he's got going on, and that allows him to be present in the moment. Right, right. More to have a conversation and be less about the transactional portion of it. And he'll get there when his mind moves to default position when he doesn't have to worry about these checks being, you know, because nothing will drive him nuts more then that conversation going on longer than a couple of minutes about where you're going to eat. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're wasting time here. Yeah. And he'll be more frustrated with when they do go, if that conversation goes on. Right. Right. Okay. And then you want to be able to let Coleman in the, in the next facet, you want to let Coleman be able to, uh, you've given him the, the general outline, you've given him the template of where you're going. All right. Let him be, um, the mascot while you're on your way. Let him pick the tunes, let him pick. Let him have the experiential portion of where you're going. Wyatt's got the plan. Coleman's got the experience. You know, he's he's helping it out. And then Jax just wants to be there. Right. Like the idea that he's invited to go along sure. with that is great. So how do you deal with somebody who is relation-based? Well, you'd be able to kind of tee him up with a conversation starter at first and say, hey, my man, what was the best part of your day? Right. You know, yeah. and then let him pour into something that's more emotional attachment, relational attachment, and that will get all three of them working in concert, all the different personality types. One of my favorite things I was able to do in business was before she died, a lady named near and dear to my heart named Dr. Judy Flatt. And uh, she was a uh, personality development uh, specialist, and she would do the Cursey personality test, and we would all do our – the whole business, we would sit down with her and do our Cursey personality in the four quadrant. It looks a lot like the Myers-Briggs, uh, ENTJ, NFJ, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. But she would talk about what this person wants out of a situation to know that they're headed in the right direction. Do they want feedback? Do they want data? Do they want encouragement? Do they want, you know, constructive feedback? What is it that they need? And then what is the right mix for the personalities there? And then what is the toxic mix? So it's, it, it's awareness that builds in a, in, a, in a business environment to know how you're going to harness these, these roles and making sure you, if you're a business owner, making sure you're putting those people in the right roles to be successful. Because if you put Jacks in charge of picking it, everybody's sure. going to be frustrated. Right. Right. Yeah. He just wants to be there. He just wants to be there. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think that's a great runoff here. We're about to go into another break. But as you're listening to this today, 
we, we, we diagnose so many things. Yeah. I got a car in the shop right now being diagnosed, you know, for something. I can go to the doctor if I need a diagnostic. Uh, we, we do shows you know, on, on this format here at Kennedy Broadcasting about sports where it's, it's diagnosing, you know, looking at something that broke down or didn't go right. Why in the world would men not, not go underneath and say, Hey, I, this is how I need to communicate. This is how I need to be listened to. This is how I need to, you know, be built so that I can protect or do whatever. And so this is my challenge. If something's not working right now for you and you think you don't have real, genuine, authentic brotherhood, man, run underneath, look and say, maybe there's areas in my life that I'm not doing right, that I don't have lined up correctly because it's something that can be achieved. We believe that here on Circle Unbroken, and we're going to talk more about it after the break. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. 
Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee. 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. We are back here at Circle Unbroken, and we're talking about what I believe to be some deep stuff, but also we're talking about some stuff that is not, conceptually, it's not that hard. Um, It's not that difficult. We just make it difficult, like a lot of truths in life. I feel that way about the gospel. I feel that way about uh, personal fitness, uh, finance, all, all the different things that we can have control of, but we just muddy it up uh-huh. you know, in life. And I've got Coach Mike in here. Welcome back, sir. Howdy. Thank you for manning us and, and taking care of us today. And we have my good buddy, uh, lifelong friend, Cameron Clark. Welcome back, dude. Thank you. I want to spend this last segment, uh, catch everybody up real fast, Circle unbroken. Sometimes it breaks. When it breaks, it's because of different weakness and deficiency in our lives. And one of those things, I think, is our lack of brotherhood for men. I think women aren't served well. And I mean this. That may not be PC talk. But women aren't served well, protected, taken care of, loved, looked out for, whatever word you want to use, when men don't have brotherhood to back them up. We can be the best things for women. We can be the best thing for our daughters. We can be the best thing for any female in our orbit, men, when we are supported by other dudes who say, hey, you go do that. Hey, man, I, I love you through it. I support you. If you're happy, I'm happy. You know, if you're doing this here uh, on an accountability standpoint, are you treating her well? How's it going? My favorite thing to ask dudes that are married is this. Hey, how's married life? And when they're like a year into it, everybody, that's like their common question. Uh-huh. But go ask a dude who's been married for 30 years right now, how's married life? He's going to be like, what have you heard? Like, like why? why when, when we should check up right. on each other. I love to ask boyfriends and girlfriends or husbands and wives, oh, so you've been dating him now for this much time? Or, or oh, you're married? Yeah, is he good at it? And they're like, huh? I'm like, no, no, I'm not coming into your bedroom. Well, what I mean by this is, is he taking care of you? Like, is he, is he good at it? As a, as a dude, is, is he doing a good job? It's accountability. Cameron, there's a guy who, who has a show on this network and, um, his name is Michael Steele and, uh, you, you'd love him. He's somebody that you need to meet. But we were doing a session one time when I was on his show about accountability. And I said, 
you've never had a good accountability partner if they have never pissed you off. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're gonna they're gonna say and do things sometimes. It's not just a cheerleader. Accountability partners don't just have pom poms, right? Now you need one of those, mm-hmm. but you also need them to go, hey, dude. This is sucking right now. Why are you doing this? Like, why are you, why are you back to, to this part here? Right. Because I want us to do better. And right now you're messing it up, right? Uh-huh. And so there's a phrase that I've heard a lot lately. And I think it's, I think it does have to do with personal health, but I also think it has to do with protection 101. And this is what I want to jump into now, uh, from the brotherhood angle. It's been said that men in their orbit with their friend group, with their women, uh, with their families, at businesses, men are either an asset or a liability. Uh-huh. You're, you, there's no middle ground. You're either an asset or a liability, meaning you bring something to the table or you're a liability. Uh, I, I think about that. Uh, we'll, we'll go eat lunch today, mm-hmm. okay? And if I am in the room with you and and everything breaks loose, somebody comes in the door, uh, I know I'm going to lunch with one of my friends who's an asset, not a liability. <laughs> when it happens, you're not going to do this. <laughs> like freak out and take off running. It's going to be, all right, dude, so look, this place. And I'm being very extreme, like all my friends are Rambo, but whatever. Uh, and he's going to be like, all right, here's the deal, man. I'm about to. Yeah, like that's the kind of person that, that you get drawn to. In life, and so let's talk about this for a minute, uh, because in in brotherhood, when, when you have somebody that you're close to, you're either an asset to them, mm-hmm. life giving, sure, or a liability where your life sucking, yeah. right? And I think it's important to have a balance. I think it's important to look in there and say, hey, there are times when I'm going to need help, I'm going to need assistance, but also, man, I want to be an asset. I want to be an asset to our friendship, to brotherhood. And I think there's ways that we can do this, ways that we can cultivate being an asset. Mm-hmm. And so what, what are some of your thoughts on oh, the, that? It's, it's multi-pronged. Sure. So let's take it one step further back okay. than that. Okay. Um, some of it is in an unhealthy relationship. There's some people that think, and it's this Disneyfication of our civilization, ooh, ooh. Um, is that – this person that you're married to or in a relationship with is the end-all, be-all of all your needs and wants, et cetera. And there is no bigger trap that I've experienced in life than that. And I know that because of how often I moved around uh, with my ex-wife and where all we went in the world. I was like, well, we can go anywhere. And what ended up happening was is we ended up being the only refuge for each other. And that was good, and then it was also awful. Mm. Mm. Um, is that if you've got this mindset that it's really truly codependent, of he can't have friends or she can't have friends. If you, if your relationship looks like that and that's what leads to isolation, you've got to realize whether you're the man or the woman in the relationship of saying, hey, you know what? This person cannot possibly fill all of the roles in my life. They're not built to. No one is. Sure. And so that's the purpose of relationship and brotherhood. And so if you get into how does that look like with accountability and reaching out and being an asset with other people, you've got to be free to do that. In the first place. And that's where that awareness of both a a man and woman in the relationship need to have is that be okay with that. It's nothing about you that you can't meet a brotherhood standard as a wife. Right. That has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Like he's going to get his cup filled 
you know, unless he's doing something nefarious, and that's a different story altogether. But we're talking about if you're going to get advice, if you're going to have fellowship and brotherhood and accountability, you're going to only get that one place. Both and, not either or. Right, yeah, and for the ladies the same way. Go with your friends, your mentors, those people that lift you up and fill your cup. So it's it's not it it's definitely a, a two way street when it sure. comes to that. Again, nobody can be the end all be all. If you're looking to that person to be that, you'll be disappointed. They'll fail, and then the relationship could fail. But what we're talking about right here is an asset. How you'd be an asset? Well, when you get up in the morning, I only know this because of all the extreme failures that I've been through. This is not because of a myriad of success that is that is completely undaunted. It is from some failures of having to start my life over at one point. Mm-hmm. And when I started there, it was, what are you going to do to help get yourself to be an asset? Well, it starts in the morning for me. This is part of how you get a plan together. Right, yeah. More than just when you're always with your friends. What are you doing when you're away from your friends? That's where you're going to start to fill yourself up to become an asset. And uh, so I I started doing it like this when about 2018, 2019, when I started my life over again. It was, what am I going to do that is an input in the morning? So what am I doing to fill my mind up? What am I doing to fill my cup up in the morning? And where I started was reading and journaling in the morning, doing things that I took into my mind to help set my tone for the day. And I could do that whether I was by myself or not. Right. So I wasn't dependent on someone else. And then from that filling in the morning, I would go out and live my day, go out into my day and have energy to work out sometime during the day, have energy to read at some point during the day, have energy to journal at some point during the day, have energy to go to the dojo at some point during the day, and do all the things that help yourself become an asset. And then also, when you're with other people, what are you doing to get a plan together for your life or for your business that's going to help you advance the ball at least an inch? Look at from the mindset of how are you going to advance at least a little bit today? Right. But how are you going to move forward? Right. Make sure you did one thing that was productive during the day, and that adds up even if it seems small. Yeah. yeah. And so that's how you start to become an asset, is that forward thinking movement and, and momentum. And you don't have to – here's what you don't have to do. You don't have to show off. Nope. I mean, we have so many times in our lives as men where we're stumping. I mean, like we're, we, we kind of get into that show off space and that's not what this is. This is saying incrementally. I mean, these aren't big, huge wins. Mm-mm. These are incrementally. These are things that I'm going to do so that I can be better. And let me have some brothers who will encourage me to do that. And as we mentioned earlier, we'll just be happy that I'm trying. Happy that I'm here. We're, we've never been in our family huge dog people. But years ago, I got my wife one, and my favorite thing about that dog, we were gone a lot in ministry. Um, but we were gone so much to the point where sometimes I wouldn't see that dog for a long period of time. And then sometimes I would see the dog after seeing it for just a few minutes earlier because of the come-and-go nature. And my favorite thing about that dog is I would see the dog, I would pet the dog, and if I would leave the room and come back – it was like a reset button was hit, and that dog, I just saw you, but it was like I hadn't seen you in four years, and the dog would be like, I mean, the dog would be freaking out when I would come back. Well, I think there's something to that with the way the dog can love a person because they'll just love a person because you're here, like, like period. The dog doesn't care about my 401K. 
The dog doesn't care about my job performance. The dog is like, I'm glad you're here, period. And I think it's funny that in our vernacular, in our 40s, um, I have used the phrase dog all the time. I have, I have been like, I walk in and see Coach Mike or see you, and it would be very common for me to go, my dog, like, like what's up? Good, yeah. good to see you. Or I got a friend named Murph who always says, we've been dogs since we were pups. You know, that, that concept of saying this is somebody that, man, this isn't merit-based, mm-hmm. and so you don't have to show off for me. But I want you to know I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you're trying. You know, what What are we going to do next so that you'll realize, hey, man, you are an asset to my life. Um, you, you're not a grand liability mm-hmm. here for me. And I think sometimes we get so involved in scorekeeping. We, we get so involved in all of these things when maybe we need to zoom out and say, Hey man, I'm just I'm just glad that we're doing this together. Right. You know, I'm glad I'm glad we're doing that. And I think we we have enough relationships in our lives that are not deep. Maybe they're the contact in the phone that you can't call when something's going down, but you can call them to say, "I'm not going to be around today," or "I've got such and such going on," and it's surface. Right. But having those people that we can really you know, reach out to and try. Uh, let me ask you this question, Cameron. Do you think? And this isn't to get you on a rant, but I wonder about my kids in 2023 Hmm. versus how we came up versus how our grandparents came up versus all the generations. What do you think? And anything's legal to say here. What do you think are some of the greatest challenges to dudes in 2023 regarding brotherhood for the future? They're brutal. Yeah. It feels like it. Social media. Mm -hmm. Porn. Yep. And then finding the right woman, right? Yeah. Even if that's not part of your 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 plan right now, sure. There's nothing that will hijack your your life worse than for for either gender mm-hmm. than uh, getting somebody involved in your life in that specific role, the most important role that you have in your life, and they're a liability. Yeah. And these generations, or I saw something. I have no idea how it was quantified, and I'm not sure I entirely believe it because I think it, it was it was lacking self. Uh, self-reflection for men. Sure. But what was called for is uh, it was basically a relationship inflation that a man, a man was having to now spend um, 10 times more energy resources uh, and time on getting a woman who is a quarter as valuable as his grandmother. Yeah. So so versus what his grandfather did to get his grandmother versus now, because these, (laughs) you have to be six feet tall. You have to make a hundred K or more. You know, you have to be great at this. You have to be wonderful at that. Um, and, and people start thinking in those mind, of those mindsets of this is what I have to be to be valuable at all. Right. Okay. Right. And it's out there that there is a dollar figure that makes you valuable. There's a net worth that makes you valuable. There's a cup size that makes you valuable if you're a woman. There's a there's a beauty feature about about you, whatever it is, your face, anything else that's going on. We see these uh, women in the gym and they're doing squats. You know, they're trying to work on their features so that those things have a positive net value to how somebody assesses them. Right. Very little of it ends up being for themselves at the end of the day. But if you can find people, it's, it's, it's teaching our children to say that actually matters very, very little. And the only thing you can do is twofold. Number one, be there for them when they're talking out loud about what they want to do with their life and encourage them about keeping their goals. And that's number one. Number yeah. two, try to keep those guardrails up on how much they spend time on the Internet, how much they spend time in front of a screen. 
those are the only two things you can do. Because right now, at, at your oldest and my oldest age, who are 16 yeah. and, and, and 15, dude, we're along for the ride. Other right. people have taken over the ship. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> that That is probably the most fundamental thing we're going to hear today, man. Cameron, I am glad that you came on. It meant a lot to me that you could be here. Brotherhood is, I think it's something that is a uh, an art uh, definitely an art. I also think it's something that people uh, are almost afraid of because masculinity has become something that, that's been weaponized and has just been described as only toxic. So on on these airwaves, man, whoever's streaming the podcast, whoever's listening uh, on the radio, I want them to hear me say to you, thank you. Thank you for the years of brotherhood. And I'm thankful if God gives us tomorrow for how we're going to march into it, man. Amen. Thanks for being one of my brothers. For all of you, thank you for listening to Circle Unbroken. Evaluate your brotherhood. Evaluate your friendships. And tighten up that circle. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloud.